It is nice to be back in a whole piece, not in pieces. But it was also nice to be at home. But this year, there was something missing. And that was my mom. When I went home, she was no more. But interestingly, my sister, after who comes after me, stepped into the shoes of our mother, and she has become our new mother. But she was able to bring all of us together as a family. And so it's not surprising that our readings today are talking about family life the institution of marriage and the indissolubility of marriage. In the gospel this day, some Pharisees approached Jesus and asked if a man could divorce his wife by any means whatsoever. But in response, Jesus made them understand that from the beginning, God made them male and female. They are no longer two, but one. So that means that in good and in bad times, they remain one until death do them part. No separation. So Jesus' answer comes from the institution of marriage in our first reading, the Genesis story. It said, when the Lord G. God created man, he realized himself that it is not good for man to be alone. You know, when I was a kid in the grade school, my religion teacher taught me something that doesn't make sense to me now. He said, when God created Adam and all the animals in the garden and Adam saw the animals moving in pairs and he was single, he went to God and said, God, how dare you create all these animals in pairs and I am alone. And the Lord said, oh, you have asked for your woe, man, and that is how a woman was created. <laughs> Quite interesting, though. But there's nowhere in the Bible that says that. The Lord himself realized that it was necessary to get a suitable companion for the man. And in creating the suitable companion, he created all kinds of animals and brought them to Adam to name them. And whatever Adam called them became their name. And because of the name, the Lord realized that none of them proved to be a suitable companion for Adam. They were companions. That's why we have pets. But they are not a suitable companion. So let's say plan A of God did not materialize. And so plan A had to be put in place. Adam had to sleep and the Lord took one rib and fashion a woman out of that. And when Adam woke up and saw the woman, he said, at last, now you dummy, now you get it. At last, the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh, she shall be called Isha, woman, because he was taken out of Ish, man. 
So the woman was the suitable companion. And St. Augustine said, God took the rib of the man and fashioned that into a woman. The rib is the central part of a man. And so if God had taken the color bone, the woman would have sat on top of the man. And if he had taken the foot bone, probably men would have trampled over the women. And so God took the central part to prove the complementality between a man and a woman. And Adam said, at last, the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh, he shall be called woman. In today's liturgy, the church calls us to go back to the roots, to God's original plan for marriage. Marriage between a man and a woman. And he also talked about, so a man will leave the father and mother and become united with the wife and the two shall be one. Indissolubility of marriage. That is what the Lord intended for marriage. But we are told today that the Pharisees asked Jesus if divorce is permitted or allowed. They asked this question not because they did not know the truth, for they were teachers of the truth. They only asked the question to test Jesus to set a trap for him. But Jesus, knowing their minds, insisted on the original plan of marriage. From the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. That is why a man must leave father and mother, and the two become one body. They are no longer two, therefore, both are body. One body. So then, what God has united must man must not put asunder marriage is for better for worse for richer or poorer in health and in sickness till death do the couple part no matter what happens no matter what comes their way they are together in air but it's not when somebody's life is in danger the church allows separation in that circumstance because life is very sacrosanct and life can never be compromised for any virtue. But so far as two different human beings with two different backgrounds, two different experiences come together, friction will certainly be there. It's not going to be smooth, you know. The woman can be a perfect woman. The man can be a perfect man in his own right. But at times when you put the two perfects together, there's an imperfection created. You know? Our highways, the interstates, are express roads. They are excellent in its own way. Put the electronic supersonic train, excellent in its way. When you put them together, the train will never move. But if you put a train on these rickety rail tracks, they move. So at times, you don't need two perfect human beings to get a successful marriage. You need that adjustment to make the two work together. 
Even the holy family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph had crisis moment. Joseph welcomed Mary into his home even though her pregnancy was mysterious. On the road to Bethlehem, Joseph guided and provided for Mary and the unborn child, Jesus. He welcomed Jesus as his own son in a humble stable and loved him with a father's heart. When the infant life was threatened by Herod, Joseph led the comfort and familiarity of his hometown with his family and became refugees in Egypt. In every circumstance, Joseph cared for, defended, and protected his family. He did not give up, but made sacrifices out of his love for Mary and Joseph, Jesus. That is what couples are called to do. Marriage demands a lot of maturity. It demands a lot of understanding, a lot of tolerance, sacrifice, and above all, faith in God. Marriage couples must remember that they are not married to angels. The wife is not an angel and neither is the husband. They are humans capable of falling away from each other and from God. They may step on each other's toes and misunderstand each other, but that is not the end of the road. There is nothing you face in a marriage situation that many others have not gone through and handled with a sense of maturity. Your case will not be typical. So why blow yours out of proportion or make a show out of it? The people you tell about your husband or wife may not be in a better marriage either. What you see outside is completely different from what is inside. So celebrate yourselves. Celebrate your marriage in good and in bad times. And do not give the devil the chance to ask you the deceptive question which the Pharisees put to Jesus in our gospel reading today. Is it lawful to divorce your wife for any reason? Marriage is from God, ordained by him. It is not what we jump into simply because others are in it. We must be matured and ready for it. There is no doubt that the institution of marriage and family life are under threat today for social economic reasons. There are people who are getting married to a partner because they see the partner as their bank. Somebody who is going to be their benefactor. Somebody who is going to provide for them in every way. So they enter the marriage as a kind of financial institution and security. There are others who marry for religious reasons. Others are marrying because all their friends are married and all their siblings are married and their biological clock is ticking and they need to get married. Oh, because others are asking them, when are you going to get married? When are you going to start your family? You are wasting a lot of time. It's getting too late for you. And so they quickly rush into it without planning, without thinking about the cost 
involved. Many of our young people today, in fact, are scared of marriage because of what they see and hear about marriages. But marriage is a great thing instituted by God. And if handled well, it becomes a great security for both partners. You know, if you have somebody you love, and he or she tells you, for better or for worse, in riches or in poverty, in good health or in bad health, I will love you and cherish you until death do us part. What kind of security is greater than this? This is the greatest social and economic security that you can ever have in your life. We must let Christ be the foundation of our marriages. Because if a marriage is not well rooted, the family becomes shaky. You know, you get a beautiful lady or a handsome young man, and you hold your hands together, come to the altar, and you say all these vows of love, inviting Christ to be part of your marriage, to cement that relationship. But when you go home, you kick Christ out of the marriage. You are heading towards crisis. Because life without Christ is a life of crisis. So when you bring Christ into your marriage, why don't you keep Christ in the marriage? The family that prays together, Patrick Payton says that, live together. Today, dating and marriages are being arranged and executed over the internet, making two strangers live together in the name of marriage. Dating and marriage have been reduced to mere social activities. Marriage's dignity and sanctity mean nothing to our contemporary age. Today, people now appreciate the social celebration of marriage over and above the sacramental celebration. The attendance in the liturgical celebration of marriage is far less than what we see in the social aspect of the celebration. In most cases, even the few that attend church weddings are carried away during the mass by some other activities like posing for photos, makeup, chewing gum, phone calls, and unnecessary fashion parade. Today, the church reminds married couples that despite the difficulties, despite the challenging situations in their marriages, despite the failures and disappointments couples find each other as husband and wife, they are brought together for companionship. Adam did not find a suitable companion among the animals and other creatures except in his wife. Therefore, Husbands and wives must learn to find companionship in each other, despite the mistakes they may both make in the marriage. Learn to communicate. Learn to talk about yourselves, about the successes in the marriage, the challenges in your marriage, and learn to resolve issues between yourselves. And above all, let your home be a home of prayer. Remember, marriage life 
devoid of love, mutual respect, and commitment lead to crisis. May the Holy Spirit help us unite families and bring love, joy, and happiness to all families, especially families that are going through crisis. Amen.